Welcome to CCI Insights, a periodic podcast for CCI members from members, retain resources and staff. We hope you enjoy the latest episode. If you ever have any ideas for future content or people you'd like us to talk to, give us a shout out. Just contact one of the staff at CCIA. Thanks a lot. Enjoy. Well, Donna and Rosary, welcome to the CCI Insights podcast. It's really great to have you here. Uh, Donna Bonfleth is the Director of Client Services at uh, Blue Hill Data Services, and Rosary DeFilippis is the Executive Director of Business Development and the Chief Marketing Officer. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, John. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, as you know, we like to learn a little bit about our members uh, personally. Uh, Donna, I know our members have seen you at all of our venues, uh, whether that's annual meeting or otherwise. Um, and they may have recalled that I think your hometown in a way was San Diego, which I got to say has some of the best weather in the world. Yeah. But um, I wonder if they are aware of kind of the change you made recently. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Well, in um, January of 2019, my entire family moved from San Diego to the North Carolina coast. We're all ocean people, so we wanted to get out of California, but we wanted to be near the ocean, and it turned out that there was an opportunity for our kids to buy a great home next to their best friends. So we all packed up and moved out here, and it's probably been the best decision we've ever made. The pace of life is much slower. I mean, there's, you know, 20 cars on the two four-lane highway is a heavy traffic day. The people are wonderful. We bought a great house with a couple acres of wetlands, and we see a lot of wildlife, and we, we desperately miss the San Diego climate. And our friends and the food that we use to, you know, our favorite restaurants and things in San Diego. But other than that, we absolutely love this. Our kids are a mile from us. We spend time with them constantly. And so you're you're in North Carolina, right? And and could you uh, maybe share with our listeners what a North Carolina rooster is, and how you guys get up in the morning? Well, they don't wake <laughs> us up. We oh, live, okay. We live right next door to Camp Lejeune uh, military base, or in the vicinity. And so, when, okay. Often throughout the day, we hear artillery, bombs, mortar fire. They actually have ships off in the water that fire on shore. My house will rattle, the wind, you know, the house moves, the windows rattle, you know, it's the sound of freedom coming through in a great big way. And uh, when they have heavy training weeks, it goes on all day until like 1130 at night. Oh, my. It's it's very cool. We love it. Oh, cool. That's great. That's great. Well, thank you. Rosary, I know um, myself and some of our members have been attending Simro over the years. They might have possibly met you there, but... Uh, I know you're a newer face of the CCI venues. Could you uh, tell us a little about yourself? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and I do want to thank you um, and uh, the CCIA for um, the tremendous benefits that we've gotten from your organization over the years. So we're happy to be here. Um, I live in New Jersey. So if you just go north from North Carolina, you're going to um, hit a little town called Manasquan. On the Jersey Shore, it's um, it's also a very quiet beach town um, with a few thousand people. Um, lived here for many years, uh, raised my family here, 
and we're about six blocks to the ocean and four blocks to the bay. And um, it's just a nice, quiet community. But we are also 65 miles from Manhattan, uh, which gives us that um, ability to go into the city. Um, not so much now, nice. but uh, hopefully in the near future. Um, and so that's close to our data centers. Uh, Blue Hill uh, has three data centers in the um, New York, New Jersey metropolitan area. And um, the commute is a little tough. But um, again, with this situation now through COVID, uh, not as tough as it had been. But uh, yeah, so thank you for this. Oh, absolutely. I, I must say, um, you said you live in a quieter town. I, I forgot to mention that. Uh, I have to, full disclosure, my, my daughters were huge fans of Jersey Shore. Oh, they knew all the characters. <laughs> I can't tell you how many episodes I've watched. <laughs> Um, and I know you had said you're a your Jersey girl going up, uh, growing up, and I, I assume it wasn't that kind of Jersey girl. Yeah, no, we, that's why I prefaced that small town. Actually, I think that took place in um, in uh, south of us. Um, okay. okay. In, a, in another town that gets a lot of um, tourists and such. Um, I haven't been yeah. there. Uh, Seaside Heights and Seaside Park haven't been there in years. Okay. But yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of diversity in New Jersey, I guess that is. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Well, thanks again, uh, both of you, for spending time with us uh, on our podcast. And also, thank you for being engaged and supporting the organization. Um, a healthy industry is, is also healthy for you, you folks, too, right? Because your clients are, are tied into our industry. But we really appreciate your engagement and, and support. Uh, so thanks again for that. So Blue Hill's located actually in, in Pearl City, New York, only about, what, 20 miles from Manhattan. I know that um, you've also talked about how Blue Hill and Zybernet together are really an extension of a company's uh, IT infrastructure. But I know you first wanted to talk a little bit about an offer. Tell, tell us about that. I would like to offer a free, no-cost business evaluation to any and all of the CCIA members um, because, again, in a way to give back, in a way to utilize our expertise to help business executives make the best decisions for their organization. Uh, often, uh, there'll be a new executive in place who will come in and want to slash costs, reduce costs, um, improve service, improve capabilities, um, and will ask the organization to put out RFPs, et cetera, to be able to do that. What we provide are unsolicited budgetary proposals so that prior to getting involved in a, um, uh, the process, the procurement process, if you will, um, the organization can be aware of whether you can actually save money uh, by working with Blue Hill, whether your systems can run faster um, and, and provide the value that you've invested in. So um, Donna uh, is very familiar with our process and um, anyone can reach out to Donna specifically and, and Donna can provide the necessary paperwork for us to 
complete the process um, and there's no strings attached. You know, we have customers, like I mentioned earlier, the automobile customer that came back to us a few years after the evaluation because that's when the timing was right. Okay. I, I think that's a, that's a great offer um, that member companies uh, and other companies they might know might want to take advantage. If nothing else, as you're getting at, it's part of your strategic planning process to do this kind of no cost, in a way, a feasibility study. I will mention too to our, our members, you can get a hold of Donna, or if you're interested, you can always get a hold of me and I can connect you um, uh, as well. So, th- well, thank you for that offer. Oh, you're welcome. We're happy to do it. So tell us a little bit about the services that you offer. What we do is we specialize in supporting our customers' information technology infrastructure and operations, um, as well as their application support. Um, That crosses all platforms. So it's mainframe, it's mid-range, AS400, i-series systems. It's open slash distributed systems. Um, And it's all the applications that sit on top of that. Um, We also include disaster recovery services and co-location services. Um, We um, offer a lot of flexibility. So when we compete with the big guys like IBM, um, we need to be more flexible, right? And I think that's why I prefer our services um, because we do, in fact, act um, strive to act as an extension of the customer's IT department. You know, sooner or later, there's always, there always seems to be a problem in, um, with your desktop, with your application, with your re- response times, and the end user doesn't ever really care whose problem it is. They just need it fixed. And so that's what we mean, right? Especially now in the time of covid Um, We've gotten calls um, from some of our government customers, especially um, where we're running the court system applications, um, where they needed to have enhancements made to their systems because Mm. we were no longer able, right, to go down to that courthouse and file papers. Now it had to be done electronically. So although... If we're running their mainframe operations, for example, um, that may not affect mainframe per se, but the connection of it does. And so, you know, at the time there's a situation with one of our customers, we don't stop and look at this uh, statement of work to determine if it's included, right? We don't nickel and dime. Mm-hmm. What we do mm-hmm. is we, we roll up our sleeves and help to solve the problem and then figure out the rest later. Um, And that's how we've built our business over the years. And that goes to our very strong culture um, with all the the great people that we have, uh, technically adept people um, like Donna um, and our whole um, account management team, as well as our technical folks and our operations teams um, that really keep everything together so smoothly. So on the, you, you had mentioned this idea of problem solving, and one of the strategic issues that a number of companies face uh, is continuing to maintain what they, what some might call 
a legacy system and that's not a pejorative it's just a an observation uh and, and this idea of this term that you've described uh, as technical debt and i've never heard of that before could you talk about what that is uh sure and that that has to do with I think the confluence of business and IT, right? So from a business perspective, when you look at the total spend, IT spend of an organization, you know, it's the annual cost, but it's also the investments that you've made in certain technologies over the years, right? So so you may have heard... Um, uh, recently in the news with um, with the onset of, of, of COVID, this situation where, you know, there weren't as, uh, enough COBOL programmers out there to run mainframe legacy systems. And maybe we should be getting off those platforms because there's a lot more dot comers out there. Um, and that's a true, in fact, problem um, that customers are having. Um, but if you look at the entire situation, what you want to do is make sure that you're not cutting off your nose to spite your face, so to speak, that um, you can come to a, an organization like Blue Hill Data Services and, and have your critical applications, especially on the mainframe side, continue to run efficiently and maybe even save money in the process. So... We're very big on cost efficiencies um, and leveraging our hardware, software, and our people's talents to be able to deliver the, the best situation to the customer and, and help executives in organizations understand the total picture of a business problem so that they in turn can make the best decisions, whether it's to stay on the platform um, and have someone else run it. Um, or to eventually migrate off. And as you're migrating off, only pay for what you're using, right? So as your right. utilization decreases, your costs should also decrease. So full, full disclosure, uh, this, you're, you're speaking to a, a very aged uh, COBOL programmer. So as our listeners are out there, yes, I used to be a programmer, fluent in probably three or four languages, but uh, since, since that time, um, I haven't touched it. I just dabble in Excel at this point. But, but, more, um, but more seriously, if you're, if you're speaking to a business leader, you know, generally aren't they looking at um, cost savings, enhanced reliability, quality, uh, and then perhaps uh, opportunity costs that they haven't thought about? I know you had mentioned that you'd worked in another uh, industry, the automobile, automobile manufacturing industry. Could you talk a little bit about what you saw there? Oh, sure. Yeah, no, I um, actually, I, I had referred to one of our customers who's a, a very large automobile manufacturer, um, well-known name. Um, mm -hmm. And they came to us uh, because they had already outsourced, that's an old word, but outsourced yeah. their mainframe operations. And um, then a new CIO came along. Uh, three years into the agreement. And he was an ex-IBMer um, who spent 35 years of his career running IBM's uh, data centers. And so very familiar with mainframes and with data center operations, et cetera. Um, the technical people at this company um, were 
very familiar with our services. Um, and so um, we were able to migrate this customer into our data center out of their existing provider. And this gentleman gave us an endorsement, which is probably the best endorsement I can re recall. Um, he's talked about how he deals with hundreds of vendors and Blue Hill is only one of two vendors he would provide a reference for that uh, he was extremely satisfied that moving from a suboptimal service provider to one that has established a good relationship, uh, always going above and beyond and right. putting their interests. Um, additionally, we managed to reduce their spend quite significantly. And what he said was that he now realizes that our value was even greater than he had first anticipated. So, so that, that was a nice feather in our cap, but, but just to know that all of our customers are referenceable um, because um, we um, make sure that we've going to provide the best service and, and that translates into never having lost a customer due to poor service or to high costs. That is amazing that you have 100% client retention, you know, notwithstanding any issues uh, on their end. And, and the importance, I wanted to circle back in that regard with, uh, on culture. We had recently done a, uh, a session in the actuarial symposium, actually, on how culture eats strategy for, for breakfast, the famous, you know, uh, Drucker quote. But mm. the importance of aligning strategy and culture uh, and that if you don't, you, you can do strategy all day long, but if you don't have the right culture through the organization aligned, you're not going to really get anywhere. So how does that manifest at, at Blue Hill? Well, you know, it goes back to, um, I, I think luck has a lot to do with it, right? Um, it goes back to how we've all seemed to be together for many years, our, mm -hmm. our entire team, our management teams, and, and um, most of the people, um, the core management um, structure of Blue Hill. I started my career at CBS in, um, many years ago on the <laughs> West Coast, moved back to the East Coast a few years later, um, and um, met John Lally, who is our chief operating officer now of Blue Hill. Mm -hmm. So that relationship goes back 40 years. Um, over time, um, I also worked for a different outsourcing company, IT outsourcing company, and met some of the other um, um, management uh, professionals on our team, um, our CTO, our director of client services, et cetera. And so we all migrated, if you will, about 11 years ago to Blue Hill. Um, and I think John and, and Tom Ladotti were there even before me. Um, and okay. we've managed to build that team. And, and why? Because we all have the same um, uh, disposition of how we feel about our jobs and how we feel about our customers and, and that has contributed to our double-digit growth every year since 2011. 
that's fantastic. Uh, that kind of growth and it's, it's hard even to achieve. And I know from our members, you know, upper single digits sometimes in, in our marketplace. I mean, that that's terrific. One of the other dimensions of this business is the idea of partnering with uh, another firm that is actually in multiple industries. And at Blue Hill, you've got a really diverse client base, actually global, right? And how does that, how does that benefit, you know, a customer? How do you see that playing out? Yeah. So, and that, and that also, that's good. A good point, Tom, because it also goes back to our culture. So, so when we take on an opportunity, um, for example, we just um, transitioned and migrated um, the full workload of a fairly large state um, within the United States. And um, there were some people that were retiring, but there were also some people um, that were still willing to work. And so um, they have now become employees of Blue Hill, right? The culture's matched, et cetera. So we have people all over the country um, mm-hmm. that we've inherited, if you will, um, through our growth with, with taking on these customers. And so when we take on uh, new employees, they have the benefit of working not only on the systems that they're familiar with from their present, their, their employer, their past employer, if you will, uh, but also learning um, about other customers' operations. Um, and so because we always have backup, we always have to make our service level, right? Um, and mm-hmm. so it's not just, you know, a one-to-one um, it's a, yes, this person is going to take, be, the, be the prime in a certain function, but then there's going to be a backup for when that person goes on vacation, et cetera. So the bottom line right. is that people are getting cross-trained in different industries on different um, applications and infrastructure environments, and that really matters to IT people to continue to grow and to continue to be um, aware of changes um, within, uh, the industry. That's a really good point. Well, we haven't talked about, uh, Zybernet quite yet. I know this is not, um, this is a fairly recent transaction, uh, to bring, uh, Zybernet and Blue Hill together, uh, to, again, be that extension um, of your client's IT department. Uh, Donna, maybe you could talk a little bit about how that came about and what the synergies mean. Certainly. Um, well, Blue Hill was Zybernet's data center provider. We were a customer. And in 2016, Ellen decided she was ready to retire and wanted to sell the business. At the same time, Blue Hill had decided they wanted to develop an application services department, which is, you know, programmers. So it was a really good fit. They bought Zybernet and and brought us in-house. And so we are under that umbrella, and we we are providing services to other Blue Hill customers. Phil, um, both Phil and Ken, I, all of us, we, we spend time working on customers that are Blue Hill, not just Zybernet customers. Okay. 
Got it. And so in, in effect, I mean, the Blue Hill uh, Data Services Zybernet team is both, you know, again, data services support as well as software support. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Okay, great. Well, you know, we have time flies on these podcasts because we always have so much fun. Um, <laughs> were there any other uh, comments or um, insights or anything that either one of you would like to make available to our members? Yes. One thing that was, that was really nice, about the time that the, the Zybernet acquisition was taking place, um, NSTAR, who, who at this time owned all the old um, – beneficial alexander hamilton all that old block okay. they had never participated much in in any of the events or industry event um, groups but they decided to sell that business to global bankers in raleigh north carolina and they're they're one of our clients they have been running the zycor systems for decades and so because of that sale to global bankers the CIO at Global Bankers got connected with our chief director of client services, and Global Bankers ended up becoming a Blue Hill support client. We, we, they have their mainframe with us, and we do fill supports their programs. So we, it's a real nice synergy to have a company that is under um, both sides, if you will, of Blue Hill. Okay, okay. Well, we do look forward to hopefully seeing one or both of you uh, yet this year. Uh, the annual meeting is still planned for St. Augustine uh, in Florida. The date might shift. I, I can't speak any more than that uh, because I know Steph is, Stephanie's working on some options, but more to come there. But once again, though, really more important than that, thank you so much for spending some time with us today to uh, help our members learn a little bit more about you as well as uh, your company. So thanks again. Well, Tom, thank you. It's been a pleasure. We appreciate it. Yes. It was great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 We hope you enjoyed this latest episode of the CCIA Insights podcast. Again, if you have ideas, please send them our way and be sure to share this with your team. Thank you.